Welcome to Beyond This Point. I'm Gabriel Stromberg, Creative Director of Civilization. So, what is the point of Beyond This Point? The inspiration for this podcast really came about through our studio, being so inspired by those around us who we work, collaborate, and engage with. Artists, business owners, designers, and leaders of all types. We recognize the value in having access to these distinct perspectives and wanted to create a conversation that puts a spotlight on different ways of seeing, thinking, and making. When I first met Maria Sebergandi over coffee in the lobby of her Hong Kong hotel, I immediately asked her, what's currently in your analog cloud? The term analog cloud was coined by Sebergandi and refers to the bag or purse or satchel used to transport one's nomadic objects, those personal essential items so integral to the modern nomadic lifestyle. When Maria dumped her bag on the table, it revealed the usual items, glasses, phone, pen, keys. There was also a magic rock, which Maria explained she had been holding onto for years as a good luck charm. And of course, there was also a moleskin notebook, another one of Maria's creations. Before diving into our conversation, I want to give a little overview of the history of moleskin, which Maria co-founded in the mid-90s. Since the 1850s, moleskin-style notebooks had been readily available throughout Europe. Maria herself remembers using them. Then, in 1986, the last manufacturer of the notebook shut down. It wasn't until 1995 that Maria had the idea to bring them back. She approached Moto and Moto, a small Milanese design and publishing firm. They jumped at the idea, and production began again and has gone strong for the last 20 years. And now let's go beyond this point. So, Maria, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me to this conversation. Moleskins feel timeless. There's a history, a tradition. When I imagine legendary artists, writers, poets, designers, everyone from Picasso to Louise Bourgeois, from Ernest Hemingway to Joan Didion, when I imagine these people recording their moments of brilliance through sketching and their notes, laying the groundwork for their works of genius, I imagine them using a moleskin. They're symbols of the creative process. They've become symbols of the creative process. History, tradition, Why is this important? Not just to the uh, the moleskin story, but to the modern creative process. Why is this important? Well, I think that uh, memory and history and legacy are very important to the creative process because creativity is never born from scratch. It's something that uh, is rooted in uh, in the past, in the tradition and is innovating on that or uh, revisiting. So uh, the creative process is to, uh, to go through the, the past with new eyes. And uh, uh, I think that uh, without uh, memory, we, we really don't have anything to, to base our uh, future. So I think that it's important nowadays to understand what we want to preserve and uh, uh, what we want to uh, maintain or to renew. And uh, in this uh, sort of info-obesity we are living in, uh, with a lot of stimuli and uh, information coming, uh, the most important thing is to Uh, to, to find uh, the right way to select, uh, curate and edit your meaningful ideas and content. This is 
the base for creativity and uh, without having a solid uh, background uh, you don't have uh, any guideline for the selection and what is important to you and to your creative process. So in a way history and tradition give context. Mm-hmm. Yes. So moleskins, they have that history, they have that tradition, yet uh, they still resonate with contemporary creatives. People like Lady Gaga, Lena Dunham, they've both been known to be fans of the moleskin brand. What makes the notebook, in particular the moleskin, still current in this digital world that we live in? I think that uh, what we built uh, together with our public around uh, the moleskin brand uh, is a, a solid uh, creative environment um, and uh, uh, since the very beginning we didn't start our adventure uh, in opposition to the uh, technology or to the digital growing uh, world but on the contrary we, we based our, our brand on a, on a complementary attitude and in, the, uh, in, uh, in a sort of idea of a continuum from analog to digital gesture. So this is why uh, Moleskin, uh, together with uh, its uh, heritage and legacy, has been immediately recognized as a contemporary tool, not as a tool from the past, only from the past. And uh, we are nurturing this kind of combination, also exploring a new dimension for paper and expanding uh, paper beyond the just uh, traditional use, but also combining it with uh, special layouts, dialoguing with uh, apps, so that uh, you can uh, smoothly pass from the analog gesture to the digital uh, curation and share and sharing. Uh, so I think this is uh, one of the most uh, important uh, characteristics of the Moleskine nowadays. Digital design and uh, social marketing, they're two of the main focuses of our firm. And uh, we understand the importance of of technology, the the freedom and the global connectedness and the access to information it provides. But we also understand the importance of human connection, of uh, physical experience, of history and tradition. And ideally for us, uh, what we're looking for is not just a balance between these two worlds, but to have these two worlds inform and enhance one another. And that sounds a little bit like what you're talking about and also um, what you, uh, I feel, perfectly communicate with the term contemporary nomad, which is uh, something that's a big part of your brand story. Could you elaborate on that? Yes, I think that uh, since uh, its inception, the Moleskine brand uh, was based in this uh, uh, feeling of a, a growing global niche of creative professionals uh, who we're starting uh, this uh, contemporary nomadism attitude. Uh, there were a combination of different aspects, let's say also low-cost flights, uh, uh, technology uh, making possible to be connected uh, or 
more and more and uh, making it possible to, to work in a remote uh, uh, way. Uh, but also the discovery of a, of a new uh, freedom uh, uh, dimension. And uh, yes, uh, uh, let's say that uh, uh, sociologists are now uh, evaluating that uh, around 100 million people in the world uh, has as, uh, a resid as a residence a, an email address. Uh, we are not sedentary anymore, we are more and more mobile and our identities are strongly related with this uh, mobility. That's why, for example, all the objects that we carry along uh, in our nomadic lives uh, are so important to us. And uh, it's just uh, looking at uh, the importance of this set of objects and, uh, and this is the notion of objet, objet nomade, nomad objects, uh, as per the definition of uh, Jacques Attali, the French economist, defining uh, uh, nomad objects, all those objects that are strongly charged with the symbolic and emotional meanings, and uh, that are saying a lot uh, about our personality and our identity. And once we, we uh, especially in the design uh, uh, domain, uh, they used to say less is more, but what we can say today is more with less. Thanks to technology, we can have uh, almost everything with us, uh, the needs of documents, information, but also connection with friends and passions and family. And uh, our uh, set of objects can be really uh, very small, <laughs> but very meaningful. This idea of the curated life of nomadic objects, that's definitely relevant, not just in the creative realm, but also um, thinking about ideas of sustainability ideas of um, leading a responsible life. How does moleskin fit into this kind of contemporary attitude of kind of looking at a value of, uh, of being responsible, of, of making uh, choices, understanding that we're all connected? Oh, wow, this is a very, very important uh, thing. Uh, first of all, let's say that uh, I love to, to speak about a sort of uh, ecology of mind and uh, uh, I think that I strongly believe that there is a sustainability of our thoughts, emotions and feelings which is at the base of any kind of sustainability, of any kind of economic, social and environmental sustainability because without having the right balance in our thoughts and emotions and feelings, there's nothing that could work. <laughs> and uh, uh, about that, uh, since uh, if we look at uh, how our brain, our mind is, is made, we understand that uh, we need a balance uh, in energy and relax, in stimuli and blank space, 
So we have to cultivate this kind of pose or this kind of blank space around our minds because without that uh, no idea, no creative process, no innovation is possible and no sustainability is possible. Having said that, uh, there's for sure a, a, a worry for sustainability which is investing in any kind of aspect of a company. And uh, we are lucky with the fact that we work with the objects that are uh, long-lasting, uh, that are not uh, in an immediate uh, process of obsolescence and waste. You, you keep you keep the uh, notebooks. So you buy them and you say, keep them, yes, and they become you really keep important. Them, yeah, the more you use them, the more meaning that they collect and and are embodied with. Uh, yes, this is uh, uh, the the first point. But also in terms of uh, materials and so on, we are always in search of new, uh, more sustainable process of production and and everything. All our paper and all our materials are. FSC certified, so uh, we are in a, a renewable process, uh, and uh, and also we 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 protect uh, in general. Let's say uh, there is an attitude uh, in uh, social responsibility. We support uh, foundations and initiatives related to. Uh, access to knowledge and uh, instruction. The, the most important one is uh, Lettera 27, a foundation that is uh, strongly connected uh, with the uh, Moleskin uh, uh, activity. But also, in general, we support uh, talent uh, and young talent uh, all over the world. I would like to go back just a second to what you said about um, the need for space around creativity and innovation, that kind of space uh, maybe um, a moment of um, introspection and uh, a moment of idol is what's needed to, to create. I think that's interesting because it's, it's built into the very nature of what a notebook is. Uh, a notebook is this thing where you have to, what's the word, almost go inward. It's, uh, it's about um, discovery and exploration and, and uh, being really thoughtful. I think that's part of the process of, of, of keeping a notebook. It's part of the practice. And for me, as a designer, um, uh, my moleskins, uh, they're my starting place. Um, they're a place uh, to solve problems, to explore, to play. And in that way, um, notebooks are uh, really powerful tools for innovation. Yes, uh, uh, yes. For for us, uh, the, the the most important thing is to provide a, a, a blank space uh, for your inner monologue to to emerge and to express. And uh, since uh, mid nineties, we are providing uh, blank pages uh, for that are open platform to create, uh, communicate, and share, for sure. And yes, I, I think that is, this is uh, more and more important uh, back to the, to the fact that uh, we are immersed in a very, very quick and, uh, and pressuring uh, uh, mode of getting information, of being in contact. And uh, we need to regain this kind of uh, space.
and even a, a, a rectangular <laughs> blank page is sometimes this space. The more uh, we are uh, immersed in, in technology, uh, the more we need to regain the unicity of the analog gesture and the experience of this kind of activity. So there is also a kind of uh, motorial and physical aspect which should be preserved. Because as uh, neuroscientists are demonstrating, uh, when, uh, when you, for example, just uh, type, uh, you, you, you move uh, one part of your brain, but when, for example, you handwrite or hand sketch, you move also another part of your brain which is together involved and, and which is uh, stronger in terms of emotion, of memory, so that uh, everything is deeper and uh, stronger. I read somewhere that doodlers, people who doodle during meetings, are actually deeper listeners, <laughs> which I thought yeah. was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm guilty, I'm a doodler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we're, we also live in a time where um, I feel the value of creativity is being recognized like never before. And people um, in fields that maybe weren't thought of as creative at one point are business, um, technology, um, even people who are um, solving real world problems are starting to realize that the creative process can be applied to these problems. And in that way, the creative process is coming out of the, the creative realm and, and being seen as a tool uh, to be applied in, in other places. How do you see creativity as a means for changing the world? Hmm. Well, let's say that uh, we are living in, in, a, in a time uh, that is so-called uh, knowledge economy. And uh, knowledge economy means that uh, any kind of innovation is related to the talent and to the uh, creativity that individuals and collective group are able to produce. This means that for any uh, individual which is acting or uh, expressing a, a role in this knowledge economy, uh, personal patrimony of knowledge and uh, personal talent are the uh, real levers that uh, uh, could uh, uh, move their also their uh, success in professional life. Uh, so this is what we we are <laughs> in the, the the world we are living in. Creative process is at the base of this. And this is investing not only the traditionally creative professions, such as artists, designers, architects, writers, uh, musicians, and so on, but also any kind of uh, profession, lawyers, bankers, uh, uh, engineers, uh, uh, and so on. Uh, so, this is uh, more, the more uh, important thing nowadays. Uh, how could creativity change the world? Well, let's say that without creativity, no change is possible first. So, <laughs> uh, and uh, um, 
And let's say that uh, there is also one interesting point in creativity nowadays. I think that uh, we are we are going from a, a more narcissistic and individualistic past to a more relational present and future. And this is also something that we should improve and in, in which I believe as a as a lever of change. I think this goes back to the um, the contemporary nomad. It's this new lifestyle where um, uh, there's more collaboration, there's more flexibility, and there's more opportunity to connect and be creative. Yes, no matter absolutely. no matter what your uh, your vocation is. Mm, absolutely, I think that co-creation is something that is becoming more and more important in any domain. In science, this is uh, uh, quite evident, uh, and the, 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 the worldwide connection is creating opportunity to be very quick in solving or uh, re innovating, uh, because different uh, contribution can be uh, put together and, and uh, create a, a stronger uh, action. But uh, think about also crowdsourcing, or uh, uh, this is something that, uh, apart from some uh, not so interesting aspect, but in general, let's say, is creating is completely uh, creating a revolution in in the, the way we we create, we we innovate. Going back to um, the idea that uh, creativity is so important and. Uh, it can change the world, it can uh, shape our world, it can shape our culture. Uh, in 2013, Moleskine created an exhibition and accompanying book called Detour uh, that showcased the notebooks of over 250 iconic artists and designers, people like Paula Scher, uh, I think you mentioned before, Christian Lacroix, Spike Jones. And uh, when, I'm, when I looked at images from this book, uh, I was aware that these weren't just notebooks, these were archives, archives of really important work that, that people have done. And I think this definitely goes back to the idea of the nomadic object, the idea that uh, through experience, through the creative process, these notebooks become really, really important objects. Yes, uh, the Detour project and the Detour collection is something that is uh, really a treasure of our times. Uh, this uh, collective uh, creative uh, creation uh, started in, in 2006 and uh, became a book uh, uh, more recently, but it's uh, always uh, uh, growing. Um, and uh, is collecting uh, the, the idea of the Detour project was uh, since the beginning the idea of creating a sort of archive of creativity of our time. We had this uh, huge uh, response from any kind of uh, authors uh, from different domain, from the real core creative uh, such as uh, architects, designers, artists, but also uh, writers, uh, opinion leaders, uh, filmmakers and so on. Uh, and uh, it's uh, creating an extraordinary uh, vision of what uh, the creative process is uh, in, in our uh, days. I think that, uh, and, and uh, if you go through the, all the notebooks, uh, you, you 
understand how how different are the processes, but also how there are similar uh, use or or uh, similar tools involved. Uh, I thought it was amazing that such prominent people were willing to. Uh, show that side of themselves, uh, their ideas and their concepts in, in, the, in their rawest form. It's uh, very vulnerable, mm -hmm. uh, open-ended, and uh, you get to see where, where ideas come from, how they're generated, how they form their, their works. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, yes, this is very generous, uh, but also is part of what we were saying before, this kind of uh, uh, more relational uh, attitude in uh, conceiving uh, creativity and uh, understanding that uh, this uh, collaborative uh, and uh, more generous sharing uh, is, uh, is important. Uh, so going back to the idea of this balance between, um, between technology and the very uh, personal and human creative process, I know that you have been partnering with Evernote to do a digital notebook where your drawings, your analog drawings, can be easily transferred to the digital realm. Yes, we started uh, this uh, partnership uh, more than three years ago and we are enjoying a very long partnership uh, uh, which is uh, also a surprising uh, situation in the, in the digital world. Uh, and uh, this is uh, the opportunity to um, to transform in a quite easy way your uh, analog notes on a Moleskine notebook in uh, digital notes. But what is important is the fact that uh, the Evernote is uh, the most important uh, archive kind of uh, organization of your digital notes uh, also in different domain and making them all the time searchable uh, sh shareable and so on. What is uh, uh, nice with this uh, Moleskine Smart Notebook is the fact that you can tag in an analog way your content on the page with different uh, stickers, different colors, and the application recognizes the colors and send your notes in the appropriate area according to the color you. Uh, you tagged it, so you can have a, a note that is going to your business or to a special project you are working on, or to your personal and family notes, and uh, in a different way. And so also, in a recent uh, uh, in a recent uh, issue of the smart notebook, you can have also a part which is. Uh, uh, going in a visible, in a shareable uh, notes and a part which uh, could stay personal and private. So that uh, also in a meeting you can have uh, notes that you can immediately share with your team and making a report of the minute of, of the meeting, but also your personal note that you don't want uh, to make uh, visible to anybody. So it's uh, kind of uh, very very useful uh, instrument that preserves the, the opportunity of having your uh, analog physical notes, but at the same time to, to have them searchable, shareable, and uh, 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 you can curate them in a digital way. So again, we go back to this balance of the analog mm -hmm. and the digital. So do you think this is the future of the creative process? 
Yes, I think so. <laughs> Absolutely, indeed. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Beyond This Point is created by Civilization, a design firm rooted in social change. The podcast is audio engineered by Dave West and produced by Eric Blood. Listen to more of our podcasts at beyondthispoint.design.